Hola, are you a Latina or woman of color new to marketing and need tips for landing that first job? Or maybe you are a new business owner looking to implement new marketing strategies for your business. Or just looking for personal development tips to advance in your career? I am Vanessa Parra, your host, hospitality and travel marketer, and now your marketing bestie. I will be spilling the tea on everything I know on how to land that marketing job. I will share behind the scenes of being a Latina in marketing and shedding light on barriers and struggles people of color face, especially when you're the only one in a corporate setting. I will also touch on manifestation tips that have helped me attract my dream career slash life. But most importantly, I will be spotlighting other influential Latinos and people of color marketers from our community. So grab your cafecito or drink of choice and let's listen in. Welcome to Influence with Cultura podcast. Hola, welcome to another episode of Influence with Cultura. Today, we are going to go over 10 things I wish I knew when starting my marketing career. I have so many tips slash advice to give you, but these 10 will definitely help you get started. So tip number one, you will never feel ready slash qualified. This is something that I went through, I think everyone goes through, especially when you're first starting your marketing career, you'll feel like, oh no, I shouldn't apply for this position because I don't meet all the qualifications or, oh no, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do that job. I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Er, Sorry, that's just me (laughs) trying to make that sound. Um, Honestly, It doesn't matter. Even after I have, I don't know, 10 plus years of experience and there's times where there'll be situations where you'll still not feel qualified or ready. However, you need to push through that fear, um, through that imposter syndrome. You just need to go for it. And yes, I know it's scary and I'm not going to lie. There might be times you will fail. But even if you do fail, it's not really failing, it's learning. Because say if for whatever reason, I hate to say this, you're fired from a job because of performance issues, because maybe you didn't know how to do a certain thing, you'll walk away with a lot more knowledge than if you had never applied for that job. So it's better to, you know, at least try and have an idea of what is expected from you and really uh, try your best to meet those qualifications. And once you get the job, figure out how to learn things. Uh, Because again, there's a lot of people that get jobs that are not qualified, but yet it was because they interviewed really well or they know the right people that they were able to get the job. The first step is getting that job. Once you get the job, you'll figure it out. You can join uh, a community of people that can help you succeed in your career. You can hire a mentor. Uh, You can network. You can take courses. There's so many things you can do, so don't worry. And believe me, I have ways and tips to help you survive your first job, so don't get scared. But I just want to let you know that you just need to go for it. And even with so many years of experience, you're always going to feel like you're not ready and or qualified and you just have to go for it. Okay. 
Now, tip number two, always negotiate as much as possible. So this is something I personally have experienced and I regret with passion. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of people out there have had similar situations. So for example, say you're applying for a marketing job, right? And I don't know, let's throw a number out there. Say the range is 50 to 60,000, right? And you've interviewed for the position, you've gone through your rounds of interviews, they really like you, and they provide you with a job offer. And they give you um, the pay or they offer you the pay of 50,000. Now, I know what you're thinking. A lot of newbies make the mistake where they're like, yes, I'll take it, you know, because they're like, I just need this job. You're like desperate and you'll, you'll take whatever you can get, right? No, you can't do that. First of all, if the range said 50 to 60,000 and they're giving you the lower end of 50,000, that's already a big red flag because that means they're cheap. <laughs> or it could also mean that they, as a business owner, I hate to say this, they're trying their best to, you know, spend the least amount of money as possible to be successful. And there's always room for no negotiation, especially if they're telling you the range is 50 to 60,000. But they're always going to start off low. Because, again, they don't want to spend that much money. And a lot of times, newbies will take it. And that's where you have to be smart and do your research and know what your worth is and go back and ask if the salary is negotiable. And for the most part, it probably will be. And once you can show value, which I can show you in another episode on how to deal with situations like that, they will give you more money. And honestly, you should always try to negotiate as high as possible because most likely they won't give you the highest range. So say, again, it's 50 to 60 and you say, I want 60. They're not going to give you the 60. They'll always try to negotiate under, but it's better to say, hey, I'll go for 60 and then they give you 57 than for you to accept the 50 and then you just left seven grand on the table And the worst part is once you get the job, you figure out the job and then you realize, oh my God, this job has way more expectations than I expected. There's a lot more challenges. I have to wear so many hats. And then within six months or a year later, you're going to want to leave and find another job. And on another episode, I'll talk about job hopping and why it's okay to job hop, even though I know it's not a popular opinion and a lot of people are against it. But Let's forget about that for now. For now, you're trying to get a job that you want to grow in, at least for a few years, get the experience. You might as well negotiate the most money possible and not feel scared. You need to show up confident, show your value, and just get as much money possible from the interview. Okay, now tip number three, Um, this I learned the hard way and I also learned with years of experience. So again, 
you'll learn <laughs> eventually after you've been in your career for a few years. But when looking for an employer, you really need to sit with yourself and really think about how you would like your life to be. Would you like a career that involves a lot of traveling because maybe you want to explore different countries? Then if that's what you want, then look for a job that has that. Or maybe you have kids, you know, or you're married and you don't have the luxury or time to travel or work weekends or nights. So then don't get a job that requires you to work weekends and nights. Believe me, I've been there. When I was single, um, I honestly didn't care. I just wanted to grow in my career. So I took whatever I could get. And it worked for me at that time. But once I got older and I got married and had my daughter and I got my dream job, which I'll talk about in another episode, um, it just didn't fit my lifestyle. Yes, it was my dream job, but it really ruined my life, you know, my routine with my family. And I eventually I had to leave my dream job because it just brought too much pain, too much struggle. It really disrupted my family and it, it wasn't worth it, you know, because yes, I know you're ambitious. And that's why you're listening to this podcast because you want to succeed in your career, but there's more to life than just your career. So really think about the lifestyle you want to have, what's important to you, what experiences you want to encounter, and really think about that when applying for a job. Like really do research so you can really understand what is expected from you um, throughout your day. Okay, now tip number four. Now this one you definitely need to do, especially if you plan to work in marketing and especially especially if you're planning to grow your career in PR or social media, you need to speak you need to start growing your personal brand on LinkedIn. Yes, you heard me, on LinkedIn. Yes, all these other platforms like TikTok and Instagram, uh, Facebook, now Lemonade, um are great platforms. Don't get me wrong, they're awesome platforms. But if you're serious about growing your career and finding that next marketing job, you need to show up as an authority leader and show up confident on LinkedIn. And you need to be on LinkedIn because that's where employers, business owners hang out and are actually looking to see people's profiles when interviewing people. When I've interviewed um, coordinate, marketing assistants or coordinators, that's what I do. As soon as I look at their resume to see uh, what qualifications they have and I schedule an interview, I go on LinkedIn, check out their profile, see how they carry themselves, how they promote themselves. Are they trying to be authority leaders in their industry? And if they are, then I take them more seriously because I can tell like this person is really passionate and really wants to grow in their career. They know what they're doing. They're taking the, their time to um, develop certain skill sets, are networking with other people in the industry. So if you don't take any of these tips that I'm listing out today, please at least take this one and grow 
your personal brand on LinkedIn. It will definitely help you in the long run. And I have a really um, horror or cringy story about um, myself when I first started and I made the mistake of not having a LinkedIn page. Tip number five, invest in your personal development if you want to speed up your career. This one will definitely help you speed up your career and jump that corporate ladder. And during the pandemic, that was the perfect time that I experienced this firsthand. So prior to the pandemic, um, I was all about my career and hoping that I would, even, even though I was in marketing, hopefully specialize more in a social media marketing and eventually become like a director somewhere, maybe even a VP of marketing someday, uh, because I really didn't feel too fulfilled in the position that I was in. I felt like I had already reached my peak. However, I wasn't ready to leave that job either because I was comfortable. I liked my coworkers. I liked the location. I worked at a beachfront hotel where literally during my lunch, after eating a delicious lunch made by a chef, um, I would just literally walk to the beach and I would see the ocean every day. And I got to do uh, social media marketing and other marketing tasks in the Monterey area. So I felt very blessed. But again, I still didn't feel fulfilled. And I knew there's still a lot of more things that I needed to learn and grow in. So I took the time to do research, you know, and start listening to more marketing podcasts, following, um, social media influencers on YouTube and just getting more, you know, involved, learned more. I even went to a social media uh, conference in San Diego called Social Media Marketing World. If you get the opportunity to go, I highly suggest, especially if you're a newbie to marketing, to go because you get to network with other people that are in the same shoes as you, you get to network with other marketers in different industries, you get to meet those social media gurus. And it typically happens, I believe, like the first week of March in San Diego. Um, I was lucky enough, and I can share another episode on how to do this, but I was able to pitch this conference to my employer to try to show them that if they paid for it, how they would get their return on investment by investing in me going. So it was perfect because then they paid for it. I was able to learn skill sets that would help, you know, grow our marketing on site. But at the same time, I got to learn new things that if my employer wouldn't paid for, I would have paid out of pocket because it's something that I truly wanted to learn And it was just such a great experience because I got to, again, meet other marketers in other industries. And I don't know, maybe I'm just a social media geek, but I don't know how to explain it. When I saw these social media gurus, like for me, it was like, you know, when you go to a concert and 
you see your favorite um, singer or celebrity or whatever. That's how I felt. Uh, I remember my first time going, I got to see, I don't know if you know, Sunny Leonard Doozy. She's known for helping you create online business using YouTube. But prior to that, she was like the YouTube queen. And I would listen, I would watch all her YouTube videos. Like I would literally binge them like, like Netflix. So, and, and I'll, that's a no, whole nother story where like, I think I manifested that where I was like, oh my God, someday I'm going to meet her. And I did. I even got to take a picture with her. It was just such a great experience. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I'm going off topic. Really invest in your personal development. So that's just one example of what I did to invest in my personal development while using my employer to pay for it. But another example was during the pandemic. Unfortunately, I was laid off from that job because like many companies, especially in hospitality, which that's a whole nother episode of how the pandemic really affected that industry. I was laid off. Um, but before being laid off, I was furloughed for about, I don't know, like six months. And during that time of uncertainty, when everyone was stuck at home, a lot of people were going crazy, right? And because they wanted to go outside, they wanted to be with family, with friends, not me, not this loner over here. This was like a blessing in disguise. Like you have no idea. I don't even think my family knows. The only person that really knows how I felt or went through this time was my husband. For me, it was like, yes, I finally get what I asked for. I get to spend time to invest in all these different uh, subjects that I wanted to learn related to marketing. Um, and I started a side hustle and became like a freelancer for social media and just trying to grow a business, which didn't happen, especially because of hard times that the whole world was facing, but it's okay. I learned so many things that I know I would have not learned if the pandemic hadn't happened and if I hadn't invested in all those courses and mentors to learn certain things that by the time um, the shutdowns were lifted and I was able to apply for jobs, I was way ahead of the game than most people um, around the same time that I was doing mar learning marketing or around the same amount of years with my experience. Like I knew so much more because there is, or I don't know about now, but a few years ago, when you would look up courses, it's mostly on how to use social media as a business owner or an entrepreneur. I personally haven't found a course where they teach you how to be a social media as an employee. So all my uh, social media um, strategies are as an entrepreneur. So I know for a fact that's what sets me apart from other social media managers that when I go to a business, I'm like a consultant. And that's honestly how I pitch myself too during the interview. I go through all their social media channels. I go through their website. I check their engagement. I check their traffic. I try to learn as much as possible about the targeted audience and their product or services. And then when I'm in, when they're interviewing me, and it's my turn to ask questions, I put on the consultant hat and I start asking questions and I tell them what I found, 
with my research. And that alone blows me, you know, out of the water. Like, none of my competitors can even compete to what I'm capable of doing because I just created this whole new strategy of social media, um, applying it as an entrepreneur, even though it's not my business, I'm treating it like it's my business. And that makes me stand out because yes, it's important to know how to create nice reels and TikToks and photos and good hooks and stuff. But if you don't know how to attract your ideal client and convert them into actual sales, then you're useless for a company, for a company. So um, again, just take any little money that you have and invest it in your personal development um, and try to learn a new skill set, especially if there's an area in marketing that you want to grow in. Now, tip number six, look for your dream job and take a screenshot of the qualifications. So this strategy is more for like a long-term goal. It's not going to happen right away. But I even do this um, after all these years where I'll really uh, think about like what is it, what areas in marketing do I really like that I would like to grow in. And then I start, you know, just doing simple searches on LinkedIn, on Indeed, and see what's out there. And then once I start looking at the different job titles, I look at the job description, I look at the industry. And once I see something that sounds like I would be interested in pursuing, I take a screenshot, I look at the qualifications, and I look to see like what I know and what I don't know, but have some idea how to get that information and how I can learn that uh, certain skill set. And then so you pretty much set goals for yourself. So if there's certain skill sets that you already have, check it off. Like I have this. Now you just need more experience, right? Um, but then if, say, there's other qualifications or skill sets that you don't have, then that's where you need to figure out how you're going to get that experience, either by volunteering or donating your time and working with, like, beta clients, even if you're not trying to start your own business, just to get the experience or maybe taking a course or a workshop. But if you're serious about growing in your career, start at the end, pick that dream job, take a screenshot, look at the qualifications and find a way to get that experience. Now, tip number seven, don't be afraid to job hop. And I know this is a touchy subject, <laughs> especially I think depending on your age group. I know like a lot of boomers and older generations do not agree on job hop hopping. Like I know even my parents um, that have never worked in a corporate setting are totally against job hopping. Like for in their mind, it's like you get one job and you stay there until you die <laughs> or until you retire, right? Because I don't know, I guess in their minds, like that's their job security. But I think millennials and Gen Zs really understand that there's no such thing as loyalty to an employer because employers aren't loyal to employees business is business you know and at the end of the day I'm not saying that every business owner is heartless and they don't care about their employees I'm sure they do but at the end of the day it's their business and they're going to do what's best for their business for their sales and if they don't feel like 
I hate to say this, you're worth it. They're going to let you go. They're going to lay you off. They're going to fire you or they're going to replace you. So I personally do not see anything wrong with job hopping. Um, I think it's good that you do try to stay with the company probably like two, three years. But with the pandemic, maybe not so much now, but I know like last year with the whole great resignation um, and people leaving their jobs, like there's just so many jobs that were open and they couldn't fill that it was just so easy to job hop and get the job. And employers wouldn't even question like your loyalty because they were so desperate to bring on someone to the team and they just saw what you could produce, your skill sets, your experience that they didn't care. And I know slowly things might change uh, where you're not going to be able to do that as much. But I still think, um, especially because now that millennials are growing, we're getting older and we are the ones becoming the directors. We are the ones, you know, getting promoted to VP and we understand the value of job hopping or just being a, a good person and being a good boss, that I think the industry will change and there'll just be more opportunity for people that if you job hop, I really don't think will be such a big deal. I think your character and your integrity is what matters. Okay, and tip number eight, it's okay to donate your time for free to get that experience. Now, again, there's a lot of people that don't agree that they feel like, no, you should get paid. Um, I believe, I'm, don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure, but I think in California, they passed a law where, which I should probably do research, um, where internships are not free anymore. You have to pay, and I completely agree, and I think you should pay an intern. However, another thing is that when they hire someone, I know it's like the, what is it, the saying, the, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Same thing. When you first graduate school or you're new to the workforce, employers don't want to hire you because you don't have the, you don't have the experience, but you can't get the experience unless you work, right? And unless you're lucky and you get an employer, they'll take a chance because they like your personality, your character, just the way you carry yourself. They might take a chance and then you'll have the opportunity to learn. But unfortunately, it's not always like that. So if you really want to speed up the process, I do recommend that you volunteer or donate your time to a friend that has maybe a, a small business, you know, or a relative or um, what I did. Because again, I, prior to the pandemic, I wanted to get more experience in social media and just helping small businesses with marketing. I donated, I volunteered my time to the city of Salinas and I was part of their um, Alisol Vibrancy uh, program where there's an area in Salinas where it's all uh, Latino owned businesses. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of these Latino owned uh, businesses, they don't know how to market their businesses because either um, they don't know how to speak English or a lot of them don't really understand how to run a business or they know their product and their service, but they don't know about marketing or the resources out there that can help them grow their business. 
Again, this is, was uh, pre the pandemic, so I don't know if things have changed. I don't work uh, with them anymore, but I donated my time. And so I was helping them uh, create marketing on how to simple things like how to apply for a business license. And we were going to roll out a whole like social media strategy for all these Latino owned businesses and just help them. Um, we were going to create like these workshops, but the pandemic happened and everything got stopped. Number nine, growing your network. Honestly, This is probably one of the most important things you should do, even if you're not in marketing, just in general, because by you growing your network, you will always be top of mind. And in the future, if a position were to open up in a company and you know someone that works there or has worked there, they can be your reference So that's why it's very important to grow your network. This has helped me in so many cases. There's been a few jobs that I've unfortunately have had. (laughs) Let me step back. I've had some really bad employers or experiences. So I'm very careful about who I interview for. The way employers interview candidates to ensure that they're the right fit for their company We need to do the same thing. We need to ensure that the company that you are interviewing for is the right fit for you as well. So here in Monterey County, uh, my hospitality and travel network is fairly small, especially those in marketing. There isn't that many. So whenever a position is open, I typically know someone that's worked there or is working there or has a connection so there's been a few times where there been there has been openings in certain jobs and I've literally DM'd or messaged someone that I knew in my marketing network and asked them for their honest opinion. If I would ask them like, why did you leave the company? Is it to pursue a different career to help you grow in your career? Is it that you absolutely hated the culture or the company? And I mean, at times, People could be honest and at times there's people that I guess they don't want to burn their bridges and they'll lie. But I think you should be honest, maybe not brutally honest if you're scared that it might come back and bite you in the butt. But if you work for an employer and they suck and a friend or someone that you know wants to work there, like I would try to tell them like, hey, you don't (laughs) you shouldn't want to work here or uh, it's up to you if you want to work here. But this is the circumstances or the experience I had it might be different for you but I just want you to be aware of it that way when you're working here or or you're applying you have a, a better understanding of what you're getting yourself into and then there's been times where like I got a job because someone knew me and they thought of me they knew my skill sets and I was literally top of mind and I was able to get an interview and then I got the job so that's why growing your network is very important Now, number 10, get a mentor. Um, If you really want to speed up the process and get a job that you actually like, I think you should invest in a mentor. And there's so many mentors out there that teach different things. Um, I've hired mentors on uh, how to create a better resume. I've hired mentors on YouTube. I've hired mentors on 
um, different things, you know. Um, and when I say mentors, it could be by you listening to a podcast like this one. It could be um, watching a YouTube video, but free content can only take you so far. I think if you were to actually pay to work with a mentor, especially like one-on-one that has achieved what you want to achieve, then I think it'll be, it'll benefit you because that person is teaching you something that you, they've done and that you want to do as well. Um, so I think, I know it could be scary, especially as Latinos, like you don't, you're used to saving money, right? And not trying to spend money. And then especially if you went to college and maybe you got a student loan and you have all this debt, it could be very scary. But again, if you want to fast track your career, then I definitely suggest that you invest in a mentor. Just make sure it's the right one. So there you have it. Those are 10 things I wish I knew when starting my marketing career. And I just gave you some advice on how to approach them so you don't go through the mistakes that I went to. Um, Now, if you are interested in becoming a social media manager, I invite you to download my um, guide or blueprint on nine ways to become a social media manager in 2023. If you go to the show notes, you'll find the link and you'll be subscribing to my newsletter and where I'll be giving you more tips on how to land that marketing job, that first marketing job, um, as well as you will receive this guide if social media is a route that you'd like to grow in. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, if you would like to continue the conversation or see more behind the scenes of my journey in creating this uh podcast this community and just like the things that I do as a marketer please follow me on Instagram or TikTok my handles um at the Latina Travel Marketer and please like DM me let me know uh what type of topics or subjects you'd like me to talk about to help you grow in your marketing career well until next time I hope you enjoyed this episode bye Thank you so much for listening to another Influence with Cultura podcast episode. Want more? Head to influencewithcultura.com or go to my show notes to subscribe to my newsletter so you can be the first to know about any new programs and episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on IG at the Latina Travel Marketer so more kick-ass Latinas and women of color marketers can know about this podcast. If you are ready to up-level your marketing and social media career, I invite you to book a discovery call to see how I can best support you. Now remember, you are an asset to any organization and are ready to start that business. You got this. Talk to you next week.